So are we ready? Are we ready to roll? On having Let's do it. very minimal of a plan? Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> mm-hmm. have we really had plans before? No. Mm-hmm. Not really. <laughs> this episode no. brought to you by Flying by the Seat of Your Pants. Well-met adventurers, my name is Lee. I'm Joe, and welcome to Mage Productions. For this week, we have Megan back with us. Yes, we do. Hello. Yay. It's me again. How are you? However, Joe came up with the title. As as per our conversation last time, we had to come up with a, a very large, long title with many large and unnecessary words in it. So, here's my best crack. Mage Productions Senior Vice President of Entertainment Method and Information Technology. And I have accepted this position and its salary of zero (laughs) dollars. And I'm just very happy to be a part of the team. And I'm just gonna do what I can to just bring bring my talents to to this to this lovely production. Paperwork has been (laughs) notarized and everything is official now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I do have a stamp. We have a stamp. <laughs> wax seal it. Brilliant. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Yes. yes. Like that. Absolutely. Oh. <laughs> but we're here to talk about Megan's games. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because they're awesome and amazing. Yeah. Yeah, we are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we are. Because you I, make games. I How cool is that? games. It's, I think it's cool. It's very weird also. <laughs> But it's cool. <laughs> I think it's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, where to start? Mm, where to start? Where to start? So, I mm, my personal favorite game that you have created is Session Zero. Yeah, it's my baby. Which is super cool. So you want to start there and kind of tell us what it is about sure, and yeah. all of the jazz that goes along so, with it? So, yeah, Session Zero, that's that's my baby. That's the one that started it all. Um, I, as I always say over and over again, that like as a game designer and a game writer, I just write the games that I want to play and that I want to exist. Um, and I am a player who loves character creation and backstory generation and and all that good stuff so i wanted to make a game to help people create their characters so um session zero is it's a a deck based game um about character creation so you can play it with a standard set of cards um each suit has a different theme and each card has a different prompt to it. And you draw a hand of cards and answer the questions that are on the prompts that you draw. And you use that together to help fully realize your character's backstory. Um, So yeah, it's super easy. It's, it's built as a solo game, but you could very easily play it like within a party. If everyone's like playing in the same setting or if you're trying to like create like joint backstories and stuff like that, Um, But with the different suits, so you draw one of each suit and then you can draw more if you want. And it depends on kind of how you want your character's backstory to skew because there are the suits in the initial game are happiness, sadness, bonds and character. So if you have a 
character that has like a sadder backstory, you might draw more sadness cards to just really pump up the sad. Um, or if you want somebody that's more like cinnamon rolly and has like a little happier life before they begin adventuring, you can might draw more from like your bonds deck or your happiness deck. Um, yeah, so yeah, that's my baby. I just published an expansion to it somewhat recently. Um, that's got two new suits um, of questions, which I I dig. I'm working currently working between just like between the three of us secrets i'm working on a um like a gm world building version of session zero that's i i'd call it half done um that i started working on when i was furloughed um it just like in one day just cranked out like a bunch of stuff so hopefully that's coming um we'll we'll see hopefully soonish but yeah i had wanted to do one to help world building um because i also love that mm-hmm. so i had the idea of doing like a gm world building version of it so that should be that's coming cool. down the pipe um eventually yeah. but yeah like i just really like that kind of thing like i like in-depth like the in-depth backstories and like lore and stuff like that so this is that's really like what the purpose of these this game in particular is like this is like the story of your adventurer before you actually start the game so that you're coming into Mm -hmm. this with a character that because like all pcs have lived a life before you start playing them like they've done stuff you're not just like i have done nothing in my life at all and now I'm an adventurer. Like, everyone's done something. I'm a brand yep. new baby. Mm-hmm. I was born two days ago, and I'm ready to go fight a dragon. Like, no. Like, oh, let's not no, play let's, babies. Let's yeah. Not babies. Let's not. No. Well, I don't know. A Rugrats campaign might be fun. Uh, all right. That would be pretty fun. I did run a Monster of the Week okay, game that was based cool. on a pup named Scooby-Doo, which was pretty fun. Everyone was like eight-year-olds. Oh, what? That that was That's pretty. Awesome. That was pretty fun. Yes. But otherwise, like, no, don't play babies. Play adults and have and figure <laughs> out their adults. backstories with session zero, and then play them. <laughs> yeah. So it. session zero, from kind of what you said here and what we talked about before, it is not like a system specific kind of a thing. Nope. You can use this with any character mm-hmm. from any system. Yeah, that was definitely my goal. Is I didn't want it to just be something. For D and D, I wanted it. The care, the questions are all broad enough that, like, you can do it for any system. Like, you, it's not, it's not fantasy genre specific. It's not D and D specific. It's literally any RPG, like anything you're creating a character from. You can use these questions for to help build your character, and that was definitely my goal. Like, I didn't want it to be limited to just one type of system that it would work with. Because there are so many systems out there. There are. There's so many systems and so many Mm -hmm. settings. And like I was I was kind of wondering about the same thing. Like, is it setting specific? But then kind of thinking back, and of course your Mm -hmm. confirmation there, like that's yeah, that's cool. Yeah, and I just I've 
printed physical decks of them. So like you can play it with a standard deck. I also have like a physical deck of cards, which is very surreal to own um, and hold in my hand. <laughs> um, but that's kind of cool. It's something you can just like carry around with you, <laughs> mm-hmm. which. Yeah, I I have I have a set. And yeah. They're great. It's fun to just kind of pull them mm-hmm. out and pull some random questions and be like, ta-da, here's a bit of knowledge mm-hmm. I have for a character. Yeah, and I yeah. and it's also like it doesn't have to be like you're starting a new game. Like this could be like you've been playing a character for a little bit and want to just add a little bit more to them. Like it's it it's mm-hmm. really for anything. Um which was yeah. definitely the goal. That's so nice. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's my my baby. <laughs> but but you have a lot I, of babies. I mm-hmm. do have a lot of babies. It just <laughs> it just happens, you know? You write one. <laughs> well, you know how that happens, right? You, yeah. you write one and then you're like, "Oh. All right, I wrote one. I guess I should just write another one." And then that just keeps going <laughs> ad infinitum. Mm-hmm. If you're lucky, I guess. But yeah, right now I yeah. have I have my page open because I don't know off the top of my head how many there are. There are 11. <laughs> 11. 11. Games. Wow. Or 10 if you count Session Zero and Session Zero's expansion together as one. 10. Um, <laughs> mm, okay. All right. Yeah, let's not fly mm-hmm. off the handle. Yeah, 10, 10, 10 and a half. Exactly. 10 and a half. <laughs> 10 and a half. Oh. Yeah. So what's another system or not system game? Hmm. Well, I guess system, whatever. Yeah. So almost all of my games, um, with the exception of really just one of them, all of them are GM-less, um, which I hadn't realized until I wrote my one non-GM-less game that I'm like, I just... I really like GMless games. This is not news to anyone who has had a conversation with me about TTRPGs for longer than like three minutes. Like I love GMless games. I love just being able to like gather a group of friends and just sit down and play a game without any mm-hmm. prep or any GM needed. Um, and I write the games I want to play. So <laughs> that's, that's where we're at. Like in their, the vast majority of them, actually, all of them are narrative storytelling based games. They're not very mechanically crunchy. Um, my two or two of my newest games. So the one I just published a game two weeks ago um, as part of the game jam. I hosted the Amorex Machina Jam, which was all about humans and robots and feelings <laughs> Um, my newest game is called Threads, and it's about the relationship between a human and an AI and the human trying to save the memory of their AI counterpart. And it's probably the most mechanical of my games. There's a lot of dice rolling involved in it. Um, otherwise, for the most part, my games are very much prompt based narrative storytelling based um types of games there's there's not much in it as far as like mechanics it's really i want to create games that facilitate good storytelling Mm -hmm. 
and good character creation and good character relationships. Multiple games, like I've written the character creation mechanics, quote unquote, before I wrote the rest of the game. Like I wrote the character creation and then created the game to go around it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's that's really the goal of all of my games is just to to facilitate just good narrative storytelling. Um, I've got a couple two player games because um, I feel like there aren't enough two player games out there. And yeah, it's true. In two player games are are so nice and especially in this day and age where like the majority of people I play with, I play with over the internet and like over a call and playing a two player game with someone, I kind of equate it to like getting coffee. It's like, Oh, do you want to just like hang out for a couple hours and just play this game together? And it's just really nice to spend one-on-one time Mm -hmm. with people. Um, that you game with because like it's nice to play games in groups too but it's really nice to have like that good one-on-one interaction um with someone so which is your favorite two-player game that you've published oh goodness i know (laughs) quick all your children are on a raft and the raft is sinking (laughs) and you're in a boat and you can only save a couple of them Uh before the raft sinks instead of pick your favorite child just pick like your favorite blonde-headed child yeah. yeah, right? <laughs> so you have all your children, then you have a set of triplets. Pick mm-hmm. one triplet. Three, exactly. Right? Um, yeah. Yeah. God. Hmm. So I think my favorite two player game that I've written would probably have to be Parahelion, which is one of the newer ones, and it's about um, the relationship between the sun and the moon. Cool. Okay. Um, which was birthed if my my game design notebook is like it looks like something that they found like carved on the ship at Roswell like it makes no <laughs> sense whatsoever in Parahelion was a post-it on my whiteboard that just said the sun and the moon are in love question mark and that sat on my whiteboard for like six months <laughs> until I figured out a, like what that meant in the context of a game mm-hmm. um but i i'm so proud of parahelion just because the way that i wrote it is it's kind of like two games in one um so it's a two-player game about like one person is the sun and one person is the moon and it's about them coming together in like the brief moments between um between dawn and dusk like as the mm. day and night are changing and i wrote it so it's played in eight phases and you can play it two different ways um you can play it as a waxing game or you can play it as a waning game um so If you play it as a waxing game, it's about a relationship that's just starting and it's growing and it's getting stronger. And if you're playing a waning game, it's about a relationship that is established and it's changing or coming to an end. Um, So so it really you can go either way and the prompts are different depending on what 
kind of game you want to play. So at the beginning of the game, you choose like if you want to be playing a waxing game or if you want to be playing a waning game, um, which is something that I clung to this idea like right in the beginning that I wanted it to be able to be played different ways. Like you can play it as something new and growing, or you can play it as something that's changing and evolving. And it also, as it's played in like mimicry of the phases of the moon, um, the rounds are shorter or longer depending on how full the moon is. Nice. Um, So the basic mechanic of it is each phase of the moon has a die um, assigned to it between a D4 and a D10, um, depending on how full the moon is. So the the less full the moon is, the smaller the die value is. The more full the moon is, the higher the die value. And you pick your prompt. The prompts aren't played in any particular order. You and your partner just decide as you go what the path your story is going to take is. And... At the beginning of the phase, the sun rolls the die that's associated with the phase that you're rolling, and they keep it a secret. And while you're role-playing and you're acting out this scene, any time one of the players asks a question that is the purpose of which is to like learn more about the other character, like some like deeper question, not like, hi, how are you? But like, <laughs> do you love me? <laughs> um, the moon rolls the die... And if they match, then the round is over. Ooh. And if they don't match, you just keep going. Cool. Um, so the purpose being when you have the lower die value, it's much easier to match and make the round mm-hmm. very short. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, the when I play tested it, there was we played around that it was literally one question. Like the scene opened with the son asking a question rolled a match done um which is which is really cool as like it makes you really choose what Mm -hmm. you're saying Mm -hmm. very carefully yeah 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 so i think i i struggled a lot figuring out exactly what this game was and i'm very happy with how it turned out and now I can't really think of the sun and the moon normally anymore. <laughs> I can see that. <laughs> because mm-hmm. the game that I've played of it was just very good and sweet. And I just am just very attached to those personifications of the sun and the moon. And it's just really cute. And yeah, if you play it, you won't look at the sun and the moon the same way <laughs> anymore. That's Because they're in love. Or they might fall I mean, out of love depending on what kind that of game happens you want to mm-hmm. that yeah that's very natural so yeah that's my favorite two-player game okay i love all of my two-player games <laughs> but that, that one particularly <laughs> but but that one's in the lifeboat <laughs> would say if, if they were all drowning <laughs> that, that one's in the lifeboat <laughs> words i enjoy the fact that it it correlates with the phases of the moon and kind of the the die rolls accordingly and i i think that's a really cool aspect that kind of brings in the factor of 
things are changing, things are evolving. If that's mm-hmm. for the better mm-hmm. or if it gets easier or harder, yeah. like that's mm-hmm. just how you choose. Yeah. But it, it that's a really neat concept. Idea behind it is like the sun is very constant. Like the sun is always mm-hmm. the sun. It's the moon that is unpredictable and you never know what's going to happen. You don't know how much time you have. Um, so I, yeah, which just goes to show, even when I try to write a game that is somewhat mechanical, it's still a narrative driven <laughs> mechanic. <laughs> like I can't get too far from that. <laughs> I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. No. Yeah. Which I'm fine Absolutely. with. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> I think there are plenty of games out there that are very mechanic driven and get very, very crunchy. So having that, that opposition to that and that more free flowing narrative type of game is really nice. Yeah. And being able to do it one-on-one also like, yeah, having those free flowing mechanics and having that ability to kind Mm -hmm. of choose how you want to play and when you want to play in that, that direction, because Mm -hmm. like we tried playing D and D one-on-one once. (laughs) Hmm. Sometimes Hmm. it goes well, but usually they end up being very narratively driven Mm -hmm. stories with some checks here and there. In which case, yep, yeah. In which case, there are other means of Mm -hmm. playing and sharing a good (laughs) narrative Mm -hmm. game. Like instead of like D and D is wonderful. Mm -hmm. Obviously, I love D and D, but like there's. So many times where people try to like shove D and D into like a certain shaped box when there's something that's already mm-hmm. that perfectly mm-hmm. that shape already mm-hmm. that exists. Square peg, round hole. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So. I, I I know for me personally, this I mean, kind of to go into why we do these episodes in the beginning is that I don't know a lot of systems that are out there because D and D is very front facing, which is great and amazing and wonderful and it's a good gateway drug for all of us addicts exactly um, yeah <laughs> but like i i didn't know any better and now kind of seeing that like the session zero exists and like the silent garden and all your other games that are out there that like you can play a game that is still rpg related still narrative related still role playing esque without it being some mm-hmm. super crunchy thing with a giant character sheet right. in front of you. Mm-hmm. And that's cool. And since since you said the silent guard, and I'm going to call you out and ask you if you've played it yet. <laughs> since this is the one he said he was scared of. I've, since, I've read yes, it that's why. three times. <laughs> I have not played it yet, though. It is. It's, it's scary. scary. It's scary because <laughs> I know I could go into it with like... I'm just going to have fun with it and just like roll with it and kind of do whatever I Mm -hmm. want. Or I can go in with it at like a very serious level and kind of really Mm -hmm. dig into some of these statues and some of these people and Mm -hmm. kind of explore some things that are probably hidden behind some doors for reasons. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But again, like it gives you that ability to, go in at different aspects with different mindsets mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you will never play it the same way twice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love that mm-hmm. game so much. Why don't you tell us about that one? 
Yeah. What did I tell you about that one? The Silent Garden. Oh my goodness, the Silent Garden. I don't even. I like. I don't know where it came from. Like I'll read through it and I can't believe I wrote it. <laughs> a lot of like when I go through and look at it, um, just because I still don't quite know. I think I was in some kind of fugue state when it all <laughs> came together because I'll read them like I don't understand how I accomplished this. <laughs> um, but the Silent Garden, I love so much. The Silent Garden's definitely in the lifeboat. <laughs> Um, <laughs> the, silent, the Silent Garden is probably my favorite thing that I've written. Um, it's a solo game, which is something that I, before I wrote Session Zero less than a year ago, like I didn't know that solo games were even a thing. Um, so it's, it's a solo game about Medusa, um, walking through her garden that is filled with statues of people that she has turned to stone um, that have come to her through various means and she has turned them to stone and it's written in the style of a choose your own adventure um, so it's it's a prompt based journaling game and it starts very simply with like medusa she you take a step out into your garden this path is to your left this path is to your right what do you pick and it goes like that throughout the game throughout the game as you're walking the garden um you'll choose a path and you'll get to the description of the statue that is in the clearing at the end of the path um you answer the questions and tell the story of that statue. And then you have two more paths ahead of you and you choose and you walk your way um, through the garden as you go, just answering the questions about the stories of these people that now are in this garden forever because they've been turned to stone. And some of them are very personal, like somebody that you loved, somebody that tried to save you, somebody that you think is the most beautiful person in the garden. And then there are ones that are a little easier, like somebody that you were happy to turn and somebody that tried to kill you. Um, so there's a big span of emotional responses that can be elicited depending on what statues you end up in front of. Um, and I had, I had done the math. There's over 50 different unique pathways that you could take. That's so cool. Um, so, I yeah I love this game very much. I'm a giant mythology nerd. I absolutely love mythology, um, and I've always viewed Medusa as like a very sympathetic character, um, a very sympathetic figure from mythology because she didn't deserve what happened to her in any way. Um, so I wanted to kind of write this game as like a reflection of like her just trying to like live a peaceful life in this place that she has created um, for herself and also wanting to write a solo game just gestures vaguely <laughs> at state of the world. Yeah. Like solo games are are nice mm -hmm. to just be able to sit down mm -hmm. and play something by yourself. Yeah. Um, so that was, yeah, I, I love it very much. <laughs> And it could be very cathartic if you want to put mm -hmm. that 
much mm-hmm. of you, if you want to put that part of yourself into it, it does have um, the ability to be a very yeah. cathartic game, which I hadn't thought of when I wrote it. And then when people were like, no, this was a very cathartic <laughs> game to play. I was first like, wait, my game? And I was like, oh, okay. I can see that. <laughs> yeah. So what is your, your favorite prompt or your favorite statue from the garden? Oh, God. I am. <laughs> um, I think, so, I, the last two, so, when I wrote it, um, the two ending, the the two statues that end the game, depending on what path you take, um, I had made those my favorite ones because they were the ones that like I wanted people to definitely see at least one of them, um, which are um, the somebody who tried to save you and um, the one person that you would change back Ooh. if you could. Ooh. And those were the ones that like hit the most to me. And that's why I put them at the end of the garden, because you're going to get one of those two. And I wanted to make them the prompts that would apps would not be missed Mm -hmm. um, because those were the ones that I liked the best. But I think the the one person that you would change back if you could is probably my favorite one. Yeah, yeah, I agree (laughs) that. Yeah, that's interesting. Hmm. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Should play it. <laughs> I say that every time. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's fine. I'll just ask you every time. <laughs> this is the way to that you stop inviting me back every time I'm on. I'm just gonna say, hey, by the way, have you played this? Have you played my well, game yeah, yet? But then, then I'll be like, yeah, I have. Oh. And then you're gonna get asked questions oh about it. Ah. Yeah. My plan thwarted. <laughs> ah. Oh, he said yes. I have to stop asking now. Be like, oh, oh. Well, now what do I do? <laughs> well, there's so many other games here. <laughs> yeah, right. Gotta play them all. Gotta play them all. I know. <laughs> I haven't even. Have I played? I have, have not, not played, played them all. <laughs> what? I mean, you wrote them. Oh. You don't have to play them if you write them, right? <laughs> Uh, it know. depends <laughs> I try to just to see like as a play test to see how they play and I see if I have to make any adjustments um, but I have, haven't have played Threads yet my newest one um, I gotta get on that get some good robot mm-hmm. feelings um, and then I haven't played one particular harbor which is my Firebrands hack um, I don't know why. I think that's just been a scheduling thing because I have people who want to play it. Um, but that's kind of a, a scheduling thing. But everything else I have that's played. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well. Actually, I actually yeah, have. Yeah. Mm, oh, oh. That's a lie. I also haven't played Gamer <laughs> Girls. All right. I was going to so say. Three out of. Two out of, of, yeah, of, of ten is not, not terrible. No. Now no, yeah. with the three, we're, we're starting to climb oh. out of that. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I know. It's it is very weird to play a game <laughs> that you have written. Oh, I don't I can't doubt that one bit. No, it is very weird, almost as weird as people, other people playing your game, 
and telling you it's good. I'm like, <laughs> what? what? No. Mine? My game? <laughs> Not me? Huh. It's equally weird. Yeah, playing your own game is just as weird as like just somebody being like, oh, I played your game. Like, <laughs> but you didn't play it with me. So you were under no obligation to play it. <laughs> Why? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why? Because they're great and they're awesome. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's true. It's a thing. <laughs> so if people want to find your games and play your games without you, mm-hmm. or with you, I guess it's whatever. Without where can they? Yeah. Where can they find you them? Play my, and you. If, if you. Yeah, if you want to play my games with me, let me know. I'll play my games with you. Um, you can find me on Twitter at MeganLynnFTW, where I am there just always shouting about one thing or another, usually about RPGs and how warlocks are best, which is the current the current one. I'm getting real hyped because I'm playing a warlock oh, in a new yeah. campaign. Nice. Starting soon. I'm very excited going back to warlocks i've been away from them too long and by too long i mean i was only playing one warlock at one time instead of playing two which is my preferred method of playing warlocks in D. Um, but so you can find me on twitter at megan lynn ftw you can find my games at megan lynn ftw.itch.io um, you can also find if you want a physical deck of my game session zero, you can find those at MeganLynnFTW.store. Um, I've got some physical copies of session zero in there, so you can find them there. Um, yeah, that's that's where my stuff is. Some cool that's stuff. Me. Nice. <laughs> some mm-hmm. cool stuff. <laughs> yeah. If I do say so myself. <laughs> you do, and it's been recorded. Mm-hmm. We have it. Yes. Yes. No. <laughs> oh, my reputation is ruined. <laughs> oh. Audio can't exist of me of me speaking kindly upon things sure I've created. Sure can. <laughs> <laughs> so what we'll have to do is we'll have to lose the audio for a few years. That way, it can go like into the vault and then be dug out and found at some point. But like it does exist. It does exist. <laughs> <laughs> I'd heard rumors, but I couldn't believe that they were uh-huh. true. Exactly. We could do a treasure map for it and everything. <gasps> a treasure oh, map? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's that's going to be the next game. <laughs> <laughs> the search for being complimentary that's about cool. yourself. Yeah. <laughs> a treasure hunt of finding your own self. Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> we should stop our recordings. Aww. Yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah. If you would like to interact with us, you can find us on Twitter at mage underscore podcast or check out our website, mageproductions.com. Or if you just want to tell other people how much you love the show and that they should listen, uh, you can leave us a five star review. Go and review us wherever you get your podcast from. We really love to see those and read what you think. And we would like to give a huge shout out to our partners and sponsors. SoNerdware.com, a place to find fun clothing and accessories tailored for tabletop geeks and nerds everywhere. They're also on Twitter at SoNerdware. So you can go to SoNerdware.com and search for Mage Productions to find all of our cool swag. And then once you find everything, you can use code MAGE to get 10% off your entire order.